Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome you to the third episode of the third season of The Real World. I'm your host, Ricard Gina Webb, here with my co-host. With Pastor Santa Kamal. And we thank you all for being here with us today. Shout out to everybody who's been watching. Shout out to everybody who's been supporting the movement. We thank you for being here with us thus far and this far. Because this is the key to success, and that's what we've been doing. That's what we will always continue to do. Right, Sanders? Yes, sir. So you already know, we thank everybody for subscribing to the YouTube. That's www.youtube.com backslash C for channel, black backslash the real word TV. And we also thank everybody for watching us on television um, every Thursday at 4 on the Brick Network. But today we have two special guests. Introduce yourself, people. Uh, I'm Barry Jetta. I go by B Radical Genius, Reverend Jeff Force. And I'm Lady Shaw BK, female rapper out of Brooklyn. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Shout out to Brooklyn. Shout out to everybody from Brooklyn. Shout out to the whole tri state. If you see I'm repping the brand right now, tell them a little bit about your brand, brother. Um, so this uh, this brand is called Ten to the Six. It's um, it's Egyptian based. The symbol is the African decimal symbol to Ten to the Six. That's what, uh, hence the name of the brand. Uh, it equates to a million or infinity to our ancestors. Um, they also put this symbol on clothes to render it and uh, to symbolize uh, royalty. So basically, it renders you royal when you wear it. So that's that's the that's the uh, slogan. When you wear it, it, it symbolizes royalty. Mm. So you're a five percent, are you saying? Nah, I, I, listen, man. I know about all the five percenters, all the enlightenment, all the different stuff you want to know about the Moors, everything. But I'm just me. I'm Jet Force, um, and we just here trying to uh, spread our culture. You know, because everybody else is spreading their culture, and everybody is trying to tell us what to do with our culture. But we gotta we gotta represent it the best way and the right way. You know. Okay, okay, so we're going to get into that a little bit later. Before we get on with you, shout out to Shay. Shout out to the people about who you are, my dear. Well, Lay Shabby K, like I said before, I'm a female rapper out of Brooklyn. And basically, I'm dropping the mixtape that's coming soon next month. And that's what I've been working on. I've been working on a lot of projects lately. And um, definitely attended something that was very important two days ago, which was the Breast Cancer Relief Charity event that I had an opportunity to perform at. I got booked for that. And I mean, How was that? It was amazing. Definitely saw a lot of cancer survivors, and when I tell you this is a disease that's been killing off so many people, and to be involved and to perform for that and to give back was such a beautiful thing. So that's amazing. How long have you been rapping? Rapping for five years now, five years plus, maybe about like six, seven. Five years plus, um, professionally, I'm guessing. Professionally, I want to say professionally for the last four years. Mm. Yeah, because I get a book for a lot of stuff. And shout out to Rob B. Rob B was on the last season. You already know Rob B. Bring it back to the main fact that um, they deleted the video, so we definitely got to do that. Yeah, speaking of getting videos deleted, I just want to put this out of air. We're going to put the bag on whoever been deleting our videos. Um, I'm upping the ante up to $200. $200, whoever bring me the person that's been deleting my videos. Um, You can't hate forever, man. This is a movement. Last year, we was doing about 1000 views per episode, now we're doing 17, 18, 20, 24, 30,000 views per episode, and somebody out there has been hating, you know, you could join the movement, you could join and align with us and be great, but instead you want to sit behind a computer and hate, like why, why, you know? a new wave now, that's what they do, computer thugging. Yeah, I'm you, 600 is the biggest corporate, you know what I'm saying, in regards to that, you know, um, what's that word called again? Um, He's a troll. It's a troll, you know what I'm saying? He's a professional troll though, I, I give him a pass for some reason, I don't know why. That's right, but I wanted to go back to this young man, this king right here, so you talked about culture, and you said that how with culture, um, they try to dictate um, our culture and everything like that. Who do you feel dictates our culture, trying to change our culture and everything like that? Just to put it out there. Well, I mean, just from the inception of westernization, they've just been trying to tell us who we are and, and just try to let us know who we are. Like, for instance, Egyptology is created from French people. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So it's like, you know, even even the symbol on, um, and, and actually KRS put me on to this, um, the symbol is a cartouche. Right, and this is um, this is a symbol that you put your names on. So actually, this is the name of this logo head. Uh, this cartouche is actually the French word for a French bullet called the cartouche. So we got to figure out the real name of this symbol. 
You know what I'm saying? Right, so we, word yeah, so we have to, like, they looked at it in Egypt and was like, oh, that looks like the French bullet. That's a cartouche. So that's a cartouche. You hear the name of cartouche and that doesn't even sound Egyptian. But even you know the continent of Africa, the original name is not Africa. Exactly. Even um, Egypt itself, I heard that the original name is Kemet. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. The only, I, I heard that the only country in Africa that still has its original name is Ethiopia because Ethiopia was the only country in Africa that wasn't uh, that didn't allow itself to get colonized by Western or Eastern influence. Yeah, they actually had to fight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but at one time King Selassie he did run away. Well, <laughs> well, just real quick. I don't know about that historically. I think historically I think he did it. Ocean, away. That was the Ethiopian Ocean. So Ethiopia was from over here to all the way over yeah. there. So. That's another thing. They say yeah. Ethiopia is that one little small part when the whole Africa was Ethiopia. Yeah, so exactly. we can go all day with this, but that's just one thing we're talking about. We're trying to get back to our culture and teaching our own culture. You know what I'm saying? Not letting these so-called colonialists uh, tell and dictate what we do. Why, why do you think that's important and why do you think that's vital for me to ask? Um, well, it's important, especially in this time with hip-hop, because hip-hop is like, uh, it's basically like a new religion. You know, so it's a way of life. Um, to me, I think it's losing its culture, though. Slowly, slowly. I don't think it's losing its culture because um, if you go to, like, China, you go to, like, all these European countries, they love the old school hip-hop. Oh, they of love course. Bad, 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 no. But I think over here, here, it's a new type of wave going on because if you look at um, all these little, like, and it's not even nothing about racist, like white America or anybody uh, all over the world, they're emulating the Chirac and they're emulating all this new type of style music. This trap yeah, but like music. Korea, K-pop. K-pop, you know what I'm saying? So, all we, we influence the world, you know, and I feel like the new generation, this is their time, so we don't really understand it as much, like maybe even like when people first heard Jay-Z or heard Rakim, they didn't understand it at that point. So I think we don't really fully understand it right now, but 10 years from now, we'll be like, all right, we needed that so we can get to the next level of hip hop. But you know, I wanted to add, the thing is that um, you said that you said you feel like um, hip hop is losing its way, so how do you feel that in what sense? Well, here, like in America, I, I definitely feel like we are well respected. The craft is well respected overseas because it hasn't lost its, you know, it hasn't lost its grip of the rawness, you know what I'm saying? But here people are, tampering with certain things where they're not writing their own lyrics so i feel like anyone could be a messenger because that's what you are if you don't write your own lyrics if you're someone writing for you i feel like you're losing the connection with your feeling with your with with because with. i feel like music is therapy so i feel like if you're not actually writing it and you're not presenting it the the, the way with the right way i feel like it's losing the the the, the, the contact of of the culture because yeah. hip-hop come from your feelings how you felt what you've been through your struggles and there's someone writing after you then you're just a messenger there's no there's no oomph in there this i can't really believe you it's a messenger so i feel like a lot of people are doing it nowadays and now people are imitating the Chirac. people are imitating things that to me i feel like this they're not seeing anything they're not seeing anything so it has no substance i mean i think it was more popularized and the people that are in charge of Hip-hop right now is not part of the culture. Individuals like Leon Cohen and those other individuals, they're no longer part of the culture. The people that were originally part of the culture, like Dame Dash, Russell Simmons, those people made their money and they took a step back from it. And now, I guess, hip-hop is watered down to the point where back in the days to be, to call yourself a rapper, you had to be lyrical, especially especially where we from, you know? And if you was trash, people would tell you, you trash, like, go sit down. Now you look at someone like 6ix9ine, he just like, blicky, uh, sticky, sticky, uh, blicky, dicky, dicky, uh, whatever he's saying. And the kids like, oh, they all go crazy. Like, you know, that's their thing. So mm -hmm. I feel like part of it is to blame is on, because if no one was buying into it, it wouldn't become popular. So you got to look at who's buying into it. Hip hop is not I for little that kids. That I'm aware that are unaware of real hip hop. I mean, they do have kids that do do their research and go back to the Jay Z's and whatever. But I do appreciate the Kendrick Lamar that do come and try to save the game and, and the J Coles and stuff like that. And that's more or less like my lane. You know what I mean? I, I respect the craft. I respect writing my own. I respect being raw. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't like the public. You know what I'm saying? Well, my question. Let's keep it PG. You know what I mean? So I feel like with me, I keep it definitely wrong. I respect that. I respect and I love that. it. I love the J. Coles. That's, that's, that's what I grew up on. I grew up on the Jay-Z. That's my favorite rapper. And to touch upon what you guys said,
control it more or how they're controlling it is exactly what we're talking about. You know, this bubblegum rap, anything that we don't like or kind of disassociate with in hip hop, that's the people that are controlling that we don't want to, that don't want to control. You know what I'm saying? Like we got to take back the, the power. We got to go back to the legends and, and, and people that were really in this hip hop and be like, yo, what should we do? What should we, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to tell you, this is so far fetched now because social media is running the hip hop industry. It's so far fetched because why? I can easily build a campaign and be like, you know what? If I like you, if I like you and you're, you know, you're my guy. And I'm like, you know what? I want to push you. I want you to go to the next level. But you're not even all that though. But with my money and with my campaign and with a team, I can make you that. Mm -hmm. Oh, with the right people too. With the right people. If you have the right people behind you, you can go anywhere. But the thing is. So it's the, hard to control it when money's controlling everything. The biggest problem with us is that we don't support our own, you know? Even, perfect example, the real word. You see how, when me and Sanders first started this show, it was more so, I would say, a religious-based show. Not, not all the way religious, but it was a way where people could speak about things occurring within their community, their churches, their schools, and their neighborhoods all in one place, in a safe place, from away from the pulpit and add a spiritual aspect to the show at the same time. And when we first started, not a lot of church people supported the show. It was more so people that we knew from other places. And right now, this makes that we're 63 episodes in, which means we had over 60 guests. Some people came on the show more than once. So even at this point, there's still people that don't show up. You know, there's people that we ask all the time, yo, you want to come on the show? Like, no, no, I'm good, I'm good. But who else you know? personally that got a television show that's willing to invite you we could have came up and switched up on people but we did it instead we stayed consistent and we stayed grounded we stayed humble but then other people are gonna look at us and they're gonna put us on a pedestal where they feel like they're inferior to us and they remove themselves or they feel like that that we're inferior to them and they remove themselves and that's what causes the disconnect exactly. within people I want to say, um, say this, but the thing is that in the midst of that, I was um, listening to Funk Master Fest the other day, and he, he talks about like where, where's a good artist. But if, if you go to Google Play, like I said, there's a lot of good R&B artists that are out there. I can name 20 R&B artists that are doing their thing. You see what I'm saying? You I can name 20? Huh? Name 20. Huh? <laughs> what? So, 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 so again? You say you can name 20, so I said I name 20. I can name 20. I can name like this, 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 um, this Road James. There's um there's her there's um let me go to my list. There's a lot of good artists. Her's actually signed there, right now. Too. Yeah, there's um Tory Lanez. There's um um Palomo Ford. There's um Eric Billinger. He's nice. Um, there is also um let me go a little bit. Let me sing two the more. The list could go on and on. Also rappers too. Like if you go to Team Backpack, Denzel Porter. Shout out to my man Denzel Porter. You feel me? Um, there's a lot of good rappers, other than Lady Shy, of course, and, and YB and Chris Crown, and a lot of great rappers. There's a lot of great rappers. Quick shout out. Especially, especially, especially the one that just got killed, passed away the other, who got shot. Hollywood. Shout out to him. Uh, He's doing lots of good know, There's a lot of good artists, and I feel like a lot of times guys won't support a good artist. I might have to cut you off, um, unless you're dead. And I don't think. Why? Why you gotta celebrate the person when they did? But there's a lot of good artists out there. I know I'm a pastor, so I do my part. Well, thing that I like with my Facebook, I know I gotta follow. I got more followers on Facebook than Instagram. I do my part just by promoting good music. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of good artists out there too. You know what I'm saying? I'm just putting it out there. Since we can I just say one thing? So we talked about <clears throat> previously about your last topic that you talked about the church and you were really supporting like that. Mm -hmm. One thing that I do say about hip-hop, there are a lot of great artists out there. I can go to the corner store and find the hottest dude spitting some, some fire on yeah. the corner and bring them against the hottest rapper that, that's on the charts right now and they can't even compete with them. That's a fact. You have to be chosen for this game. And it's real like that. People don't understand. What you just said right here, that's powerful. Your sweater is powerful. It's, it's saying something. It has a statement. And it's bringing back the realness to the culture and to you as a person and to our culture. But they don't want to hear that. I'm going to support it because I know what it's about. But the higher-ups, they are they're looking for the, the people that's going to that, that, that's gonna dumb down. And the one that's not going to be, that's not going to respect, you know, the person who are intelligent. And you know what I'm trying to say? So I feel like right now it's, 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 
it's just crazy. We could be we could be the hottest rappers rappers out, but then they won't give us a chance if we're too smart. That's real. I just want to say shout out to all the viewers that's watching. Shout out to Elder Sonatus. I see you. Shout out to um, my cousin Lencius Lencifer. Shout out to Richard Paul. Shout out to everybody that's watching. I'm um, speaking of up and coming musicians. Shout out to my brother AJ Bombs. And you 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 say you do music too, brother. Yeah, I do. I do some music. Um, right now, I'm on the background end, but uh, you can go check me out at SoundCloud. Um, look me up as B Radical Genius. It's gonna pop up right away. And um, the song, the single's out right now is Plug. That's the only one that I actually put out commercially. It was like a little test run. Um, but like I said, I'm kind of like in the background. I'm doing a whole bunch of different work with my cousin, and they, I have a whole bunch of artists on the team, so I'm not focused on me. But you can check out Plug, SoundCloud, Title. Uh, uh, all of it, you know what I'm saying? Go check, that out. Go check that out, Spotify, I'm gonna check that out too. So let me ask the two of you, what type, what do you guys rap about or sing about in your music? Because I know they said that the artist that suffers the most is usually the best. So in regards to your struggle, how do you include that within your music? Well for me, I definitely, um, I have a lot of fans though when it comes to a lot of young girls. Especially the guys too, they think I'm sexy. But besides all that, I don't rap too much about raunchy stuff. You know what I'm saying? I feel like when I do my music, I talk from the heart. And I do experience a lot of things with, within this world. I'm growing as a young lady, you know? So I rap about heartbreak. I rap about, you know, not being accepted, you know? And the pain that I do go through when I do feel like I'm not being accepted and how I want to give up. And my music, you can see the trend. Sometimes my first verse will start off with me, like, saying F this and having suicidal thoughts. But then my second verse would be like, wait. I'm, I'm gifted, you know, I'm blessed. So my music is a transition of my life. It's really the feelings that I go through. I don't sugarcoat it. I, my best music is when I freestyle, right? We'd be in a car and I could go in because I just feel less emotions. You know what I'm saying? And I'm really driven about that. I'm spiritual when it comes to that. I discovered I could rap. It wasn't even like I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna rap today. Nah. It was like my, me and my friends was chilling and they was rapping. And then I was like, let me just go hit the, you know? Then mm -hmm. I started saying, it was like, yo, you really can rap. So that's within. So I rap about things that's meaningful, things that's gonna the kid, the girls are gonna relate to, because they want to hear somebody that's going through it too, you know. So yeah. What about you, brother? Um, I, I, all my life I was just considered as a conscious artist and commercial. For some reason they say commercial because I always sounded like, I guess the hottest artist at the time. Like people used to always be like, you sound like Kanye, you sound like Lupe, and me, I knew I had my own identity. But they were basically saying this because they were saying that you couldn't be at their stature, you know. But um, I'm 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 conscious. But like a, a lot of stuff too. Like I said, I talk about the culture. You'll hear me talking about Maat. You'll hear me talking about Patar. And these are figures in Egyptian deities and stuff like that. And it's like you know what I'm saying. I talk about this because we we trying to get this in the universe. We trying to bring this frequency out. And also, I look at like. Thank you. I, I I I feel like I'm an elite artist. That's just how I look at it. You know what I'm saying? So I may not be talking about all that gun talk and everything, but the song Plug was a way that I kind of um, was able to connect to the drug dealers and the street dudes, but still not confirm to all that. I was talking about I'm the audio plug and how the EQ <laughs> is my scale. and You know what I'm saying? So basically, the whole trip of this 10 years was kind of like, try, how do I get my message across to the regular person mm -hmm. and it sound like I'm not spitting nothing smart but I'm spitting everything that I wanted to all my conscious stuff but they were just brainwashed by the melody and the beat but I'm saying all this smart stuff you know what's so crazy I mean in the midst of all of the the because um, you know like I said you know um, in hip-hop you have rappers you, you may not understand what they're saying like for example like Bone Thugs and Harmony I didn't understand the damn thing that they were saying I know what they were saying was hot it sounded hot but I know what they were saying but in the midst of that you, you still have yours. Like, for example, like you got your boy Dave East. He's holding down the foot and everything like that. You got your boy Logic. Logic is a nice white rapper and everything like that. He's biracial. Biracial. So sorry. You know what I'm saying? You got Machine Gun Kelly. You, you know what I'm saying? Who's doing his thing. You got a lot of good rappers who are not conforming, who has good content. Even T.I. T.I. is very confident. Oh, he is amazing. He's amazing. He took a, a, a good shot at um, Donald Trump the other day about his wife and everything like that. So you have a lot of good rappers, you know what I'm saying? I just feel like we just need to, as 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 the the followers, we just need to keep pushing that, keep sharing that message, you know what I'm saying? Let people know, listen, because you know we are hip hop, we made hip hop. Hip hop is by us and for us and everything like that, you know what I'm saying? And 
is just relating to to the younger generation and and, 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 and reaching out to 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 all the hoods in America and the um you know you know hip hop is so real like it's, it's something about in the View, it's something about in Fox News, it's something about CNN. You got people commenting on Kanye, you know what I'm saying, and bringing Fifty Cents all the time on MSNBC. So like I said, we have the powers of people. To, 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 to make those moves as we are and everything like that. So you said something, I would say, something that everyone's been claiming recently. Everybody's been claiming that they woke, right? Um, I feel like some people half asleep, some people are actually woke. Um, for those that don't know what woke is, woke is when you basically open up your third eye into the subconsciousness um, and then you get into the higher self, basically, of yourself where you enter a lot of different things. Some people go as far as supreme mathematics. Some people go into um, knowledge of self. Um, some, people, some people go either into Muslim, Christian, um, Egyptology, different things, you know, depending on what it is. Um, comedic, excuse me, comedic energy some go into. Um, but everybody have their own different versions of being woke. Um, I would like you two to expound on it because you as an artist, you as an artist, multiple different forms of artists, for you to be able to master artistry, you have to be woken some part of your brain. There was once a story about the arts, the different type of arts came from heaven itself, and that was one of the gifts that the fallen angels gave to man. So I want you guys to expound on that situation from yeah. your point of view as artists. I'm definitely into That's why I'm so intrigued by what he's saying right now and what you just touched on too because um, <laughs> I want to laugh a little bit, but it's so true. I was trying to open my third eye, like, what, two weeks ago? <laughs> and I'm definitely a person who does meditate. I, I'm, I'm, a high, I'm a high believer. And I definitely get that. I'm definitely woke. I definitely see what's going on. I read between the lines. That's why I don't feed into so many things. That's why the things that I see now, it's like I have to question everything now. Because what you're given is not what's the, what's the reality. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely believe in putting things in the universe. I believe in that. I believe in, if I open my door, I can see beyond the things that they don't want you to see. And I definitely always want to like, have a, a body, uh, what is it called? An out-of-body experience. That's what I always have when I perform. And that's real stuff. That's how spiritual I am. Yeah. So I'm definitely aware, and I'm definitely happy that I'm aware, because when I get in this game, I can, my, my decisions and what I and what I try to decide to do it can't be tampered with. Even though there's still a higher you know, higher people that's in charge of things like the Illuminati and the side third. But you gotta be woke. You gotta know who and what these people are and what is out there. Because it's just not only us out here in this universe. At all. At all, at all, at all. Sometimes you get into a certain situation you gotta sign those non disclosures. <laughs> it's true though, but the pyramid, like even the pyramids and I'm I'm definitely into that. I'm definitely studying in that as well. And I do believe the pyramid hold a lot of secrets that we can open and find out what's really what's really going on out there. Pyramids are very strong. Definitely bring a lot of energy. It's funny how you say that they're strong and that they bring a lot of energy. Ironically enough, um, there's a theory that these pyramids were actually used as a source of energy, almost like a nuclear power plant yeah. that they used to emit energy. And that these people, during the time of the ancient Egyptians, they had electricity from exactly. the pyramids themselves. Exactly. So um, go ahead, brother. Well, just to touch on what you just said, um, actually this year, I can't remember where the source was, but this year alone, uh, from their research of the pyramids and how it collects heat signatures and energies, right, and frequencies. There's still heat in them right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, because it's, it's like... The electromagnetic spectrum has all the UV, the infrared, and the radio waves, and microwaves, right? So that's the energy that they, they, they intake in, in the pyramids. Mm -hmm. um, from the research, I don't know exactly how they got it. It has to be a formula, right? They have to figure out what the formula was to collecting this energy. From that research from 2018, they just boosted up solar panels abilities so solar panels firmwares and all the technologies upgraded um so it's going to be 10 times better maybe even 100 times better and then also the sensors on our phone you know what i'm saying just from that that's heat signatures so um 
This is this is 2018, and they're still getting technology from us. I could put you on the book called, I'm sorry, uh, the um, I mean, listen, listen, the most, of, most, of those, agree, all, most of the inventions were created by black people. All, all, all the, all the all, inventions all, were all created by black people. And they took computers. it away from us. They took away a lot of stuff that we have done because they don't want us to be aware of how strong, how smart we are. Exactly. They take away the books away. They teach you the white, you know, no, no, no offense, but... They teach you the white man's history. Well, and half of them is That's true. That's a fact. But the word itself, his story. So yeah, he's teaching exactly. you his story. If he runs the schools and the government, then he teaches you his story. If you want to learn your history, then you got to return back home, which is a lot, which a lot of black people are afraid to do. A lot of black people are afraid to even visit Africa because in their minds, they think it's a bunch of naked black men with spears running around. Because that's what the media portray us to be. Mm -hmm. Okay? Like, I could tell you about Haiti. I went to Haiti. I used to be so scared to go to Haiti. But then it's like... My mom is like, are you crazy? This is the most beautiful, beautiful island. Mm -hmm. When I went there, I thought I was gonna get kidnapped. I thought all the things that they put out there in the media and stuff like that was true. So far-fetched. Cause they know what's out there. They don't want you to go back And there. they know what they're doing. And all white people's out there. Cause they know why they're there. But they don't, they want, they don't want to keep us there. They don't want, they don't want you to visit. Mm -hmm. They try to run us out, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But you gotta know your knowledge. We gotta, we gotta not listen to everything that media say and go out there and look for yourself. Um, just to touch back on the, the woke thing too. Wow. Um, I know we, I know we um, left off, but uh, we'll some some people, um, some people they, 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 they um, like on the woke thing. Like some people, they could meditate, right, and they can access that that energy signal or go to that level, right. But then some people they can't just be in a silent room and meditate, and that's one thing from my life experiences that I learned. Sometimes you gotta be in a room with a whole bunch of frequencies. If you looked at Basquiat, Basquiat would have the radio on, the TV on, everything on, and then just draw and paint. All those frequencies, and you saw his hair, he was getting it with his antenna. All those frequencies wow. put him into that energy to draw those magnificent paintings, you know what I'm saying? And no one knew his, his, his technique, but I, I knew his technique because they always said it, yo, he played loud music, TV all the way on, everything on, radio, everything is on. And he just goes ahead and, and works. Uh, but you can see that in the art, though. Exactly. The it's, art itself is full of love. Exactly. And then some people, they may have to just um, do breathing techniques. Some, te some people may need a little bit of herbal. And, and you do the breathing techniques around plants. I did it around plants. Uh, this was at my aunt's house. I, I got out one time, breathing techniques around plants, and I felt this, like, connectivity. This, like, almost like this infinity sign with the, you know, like, all right, we breathing out carbon dioxide, it takes it, it brings it back into oxygen, we bring that back yeah. in, you know what I'm saying? So it's a, it's a flow of infinity. But man in itself is vibration, as exactly. a weird vibration. That's why when we come around certain people, we say we feel the vibe. That's <laughs> exactly. Because we, we literally are vi vibration. Exactly. Say, for example, like, I, I keep plants in my house, you know, I keep plants, I water the plants, you know, I always talk to the plants and I watch the plants grow. Same, same way with my children, you know, I talk to my children. Um, when, when you come home, the child runs up to you and they talk to you. Or even the baby, when the baby sees you, their eyes lit up. And they're like, oh, because they know the vibration about you. They know the difference. Even though they can't talk, they, they, they feel you and they could tell that, okay, this person is family versus to a person that's not family. They could tell the difference based on the vibration. Um, me, when I started traveling the world, I started going to different countries. The countries I would go to, most of them, well, most of the countries I visited thus far were all in Latin America and countries where people barely spoke English, but we communicated. Like, when, when I went to DR, that's where I went most recently. I was born in, so. Okay, shout out to DR. Yeah. So, I, I went there most recently. I had no connection on my phone. I had no service. The only way I would get service is if I put in a destination from the resort to wherever I, went to, wherever I was going to go, but in between there, I was riding blind. But everywhere I went, people just showed me love. Like, I was hopping out in the ghetto in DR, you know? And people were showing me love. I found some Haitians. I found some Dominicans. I was just chilling. And it was just the vibration. Then I remember I went in the water. And as the hot tub was going off, I closed my eyes. I started to meditate. And I started to feel the vibration from the earth. And it felt like I was there before. And I started to get visions of what occurred on that planet. Not on that planet, but on that island within itself. And I was like, oh, what shoot. What do you call that? What do you call Is that opening your third eye? Um, Please tell me. I don't know if my, eye, my third eye is open. Okay. <laughs> I swear. At one point, I was doing research on opening your third eye, and not only opening your third eye, but reliving your past lives, because I feel like 
the body might die, but the soul never dies. That's why when your eyes closed, and now child's, children are being born with their eyes wide open. Like my daughter, she was born with her eyes open. She just looked right at me right when she came out the womb. Like, and, and like, till this day when she looked at me the same way, she's like, and I look at her eyes and I'm like, yo, those are my same eyes, you know? So I feel like I've been here before. But it wasn't until I started traveling and I went to places and I would go places. And I'm like, this place looks familiar and I could go somewhere. Like when I went to Mexico, I was walking around Mexico like I was from there. And no one stopped me or said interesting, nothing. About interesting. Like, people would start speaking to me in Spanish. And like after a few days, I started speaking Spanish. I could communicate with them. And I was like, okay. And I was just walking around minding my business, you know, no Uber, no car, no nothing. I was just walking around Mexico, you know? He was meant to be there. That's definitely yeah. a reincarnation situation. Same thing when I went to Belize. When I went to Belize, um, the, the whole wedding party stayed at, at the resort. I was like, forget that. Like, I'm here. I'm going to I'm gonna see the people. I want to feel the people. So I got me a golf cart. And I don't know. Shout out to everybody who followed me on Instagram or Facebook. But y'all seen all oh, y'all driving down the golf cart. I was on the dirt road driving up and down the golf cart. And I was just hopping out. And I was just showing love to everybody. I seen Chinese people in Belize. I seen Yachty people. I was chilling with the locals in the little shop with the little um, um, palm trees roof. And I was just chilling. Like, everybody showed me love. And I stayed in this big treehouse type of house resort thing by myself. And it was just cool. Like, I was on a whole different country by myself. Like, with nobody. Not even my wife, not my kids. My friend was like, he was like 10 minutes away down the road. But I was by myself the whole time, and people showed love. And it's the vibration that you give and the vibration that the earth gives back to you where you, you're almost like an animal in its natural habitat. Like, yeah. yo, I've been yeah. here before. Like, this is the earth. And even to go back to the creator, creator created man out of the earth in which, and is, is out of the earth which he came, which he will return back into. But everything on the earth was given on to man. The only thing that separates us from animals is our subconscious and our superconscious. That's true. So, that's therefore, true. any... Any road I lay foot on, I should be king if I'm able to recognize that as a man, if I'm woke enough. Mm -hmm. you know, if, That's but if, true. But if I'm asleep, I'm going to feel like every everything is against me versus to everything is for me. That's true. I like that. Very powerful what you just said. Mm. I'm just talking. Shout out to all the people. <laughs> I, yo, listen, we going to link up after, word, word. Listen, after this show. We might link up and might load up a part two because this is so phenomenal. Yeah, Shout out to Aknel. I see Aknel. Shout out to Aknel, young genius. Aknel, what's up? And shout out to Jay Carter. Shout Wow, wow. That's real. That's real. So I wanted just to basically um, talk about this. Um, going back to e e Egyptology, I didn't know that the French was the one that took it. Well, they started Egyptology. They started. When they, when yeah. they started, like, 19 what? I'm not even too sure. It had to have been, like, either in the 1800s, maybe in the 17s, but this is when Napoleon was in power. Wow. Yeah, that's when they started bleaching. That's when they started shooting the noses off and all that, where you hear about the, the Sphinx and everything. That's when they started Egyptology. So because they why, grabbed why, why, the did they, why did they shoot the nose for? Because obviously it so looked like, yeah, it, it looked like, like one of our noses probably, or it didn't yeah. look like their nose, or maybe they were just like, it's just disrespect. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, you see some magnificent art and you like, yo, how did they do this impossible feat? Like, how did you make a sphinx? You know and what's crazy? Now because of CGI, they could use the DNA of the remains of the people, famous people, and they could use CGI to show how the people looked. The other day I was on his website and they was using CGI on certain people. They had, um, they had Cleopatra. Cleopatra was a dark-skinned woman, like yeah. dark, like full lips. And she... And you know how they put like the Egypt crown when when they did the CGI, she had like braids, like how black people have braid extensions right now. That's what she had. They had Nefertiti. She looked a little bit lighter than Cleopatra, but she was a black woman. Even Christ, a black man. Even the even the um even the priest that they base that they base Santa Claus off. Um, Saint Nicholas was was actually a, a saint. Yeah, he's a black man. He, he was black. He was from the Turkish place, and yeah. he was a darker skin. And they yeah. said that. And the person that was writing the article, they said that, basically history was whitewashed, and now that they have CGI and they could take the DNA and put it into a computer, the computer spit back a picture. The computer is not racist, so the computer is not going to give you a racist depiction of what the person actually looked like if you use the actual DNA. Wow. So people felt some kind of way about this. Yeah. 
right? Also, also one thing we don't know about is that Egypt was biracial. Like they had, you can even see it on the walls. They had, they had the Hittites. They had the white people. They had Asiatic people as far as like the yeah. Asian phenotype. They had light-skinned looking people and they had the Kushites who were dark-skinned, you know what I'm saying? And one thing they don't talk about is the 25th dynasty, which is when the Kushites took back the power. Um, the empire was all the way from like, from the bottom of Sudan all the way to the top of Israel. And that's how big Egypt was during the 25th dynasty. So that's why they don't talk about it. And that was the Kushite empire, which is dark-skinned people. Yeah. Even on top of that, must get even deeper than that. Let's get even deeper than that. Um, have you guys ever heard of the Discovery Doctrine? Uh, oh, good thing I got on the right watch today. Okay, so you guys ever seen this cross, right? The cross with the bended sides on each end? Uh, the thing that Hitler used to use, basically. Basically. Yeah. Wow. Um, this, the, the reason why this watch has this on it, because this is a background Constantine. So Constantine, I don't know if you guys are familiar yeah. with Constantine. Constantine was the rumor was the Roman ruler. Basically on his on his way to march into Rome, he claimed he seen a cross, the same cross like this, and then he put the cross on the shields and then they marched into Rome. They conquered Rome. So after that happened, he mixed paganism with Christianity and that's why they have the saints lined up just like how they used to have the pantheon of the um of the Greek gods, but then they got Saint Michael, Saint Peter, all these saints now, right, yeah. and then also now they gave the the Pope almost the same power as Christ, saying that he 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 got the Pope obtained. They claimed that the Pope had the same power that Christ had, so he inherited his power from Christ himself. So that gave him the power. So then this is what they did: the Pope legalized something called the discovery doctrine. The discovery doctrine basically said whatever land you discover that they don't have Christians, you you could therefore conquer it and enslave those people because they're not Christian and therefore they're not considered to be human. So what they would do is they would go onto a land and they would read the discovery doctrine. And when they went to read the, the discovery doctrine, they would also have a notary there. So he would make it legal. So basically they could stand on the shore of whatever land and read the, and read the discovery doctrine. And regardless if there was no one there to hear it, it was still legal because the notary would would notarize it, therefore making it legal. Once they do that, whoever's on on the land and whoever's there, they therefore could conquer them in the name of Christ. Because therefore, they're saying these people, they either surrender to Christianity or they get killed, and that's why they use they Christianity. Them into religion. Exactly, and that's why they said um, they sent the missionary than the military, basically, and that's what they did. And that's why every time you see the discovery, they wear that same cross. Every boat you saw the same cross, yeah, and they were just march into place. So they said it was a famous case. It went all the way to the Supreme Court where there was a Native American and there was um, a white man basically and, and they were both claiming the same land. One of the judges that sat upon the Supreme Court, he owned land too under the same discovery doctrine and basically he was supposed to remove himself from that decision because if, wow. you're, if you're part of the Supreme Court and the thing that's being played before the Supreme Court, if it's directly related to you, you're supposed to excuse yourself legally. But he did not excuse himself because he it was a conflict of interest for him, but he, he, he ignored it. And then he brought up the discovery doctrine because there's a legal doctrine called the discovery doctrine. He basically said that um, because the people that were prior there weren't Christian and this person declared it and they had the notary, they legally owned that. Until this day, they still own it. That's why when you say... Christopher Columbus didn't discover America. Yes, he did. He discovered it under the discovery doctrine because exactly. he claimed whoever yeah. was there wasn't Christian. Therefore, <laughs> they were not acknowledged by the Pope, and therefore, they were not acknowledged by Rome, and therefore, they weren't legally human, basically. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of things behind that, too, and that's how they took a lot of our land with paperwork. Exactly. Um, These people sleep. They're going to kill me for knowing all this. But the, but, the, <laughs> but the first Christians was Ethiopians. You know what Just facts. You know, so, so technically... They already went against what they talking about, cause the yeah. Christians. That's because people don't read the Bible. And the Bible, when the Apostle Paul was was on his crusades and he was marching around preaching the gospel, and they wanted to kill him, he ran back to Africa. And when he came back to back to where he back to Rome, they said, "Look at this! Look at this Egyptian. He could speak. He could speak Greek. He could speak Roman. Basically, they're saying, look at this! Look at this Negro." How does he know how to speak our language? Well, that's another thing, too. The Greeks, the original Greeks, aren't white. And all these people that we are so-called saying that are white or associating with white, they're not white. And that's a part of the whitewash yeah. that we've been given because Greeks are not white. Well, the original Greeks 
are not white because they're Phoenicians. Um, that's the same people with the Carthage and the Carthaginians um, from from uh, Hannibal. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So it, it like like they basically whitewashed everything to make you think that that's not us and well, that is well, us. Well, well, the term white came from um, um, a European, uh, uh, an American. I forgot his name. Who talked about um, Caucasian? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you know, prior before that, it was no kind of like. You know, color like you know, your light, your dark. Mm -hmm. It was just a system. Cause remember, at one time, the Irish wasn't a white man. <laughs> it's just that you know, they black. because of the fact that they was losing like a percentage of uh, of, of white of, of 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 you know fair skinned pe people. This, you know what? Let's make the Italian white. You know what I'm saying? Irish white. It's also at one time too the Jews when they came to exactly, America, exactly. they were not considered to be white at all too. Exactly. But because exactly. they were losing. Uh, 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 a percentage of people, they said, let's put the Jew plus the Italian and everything like that. So the thing is that, like, I don't know if you guys know. Let's, let's go even deeper than go that. Ahead. Adolf Hitler himself did not consider those people that was claiming to be Jews, Jews. He admitted yeah, that, we that, like, the original Jewish, Jewish man, the original Israelite was not that person that was in Hitler's country claiming to be Jews. Yeah, we the Jews as far as the, yeah. the Americans and stuff yeah. like that, and then also we're Israelites, you know. Exactly. Yeah, and then this is a, this is an um, ancient hairdress. If you look at certain, um, damn, I don't got a picture. Cleopatra had hair. Like yeah, that. You, we we always had locks, and and this was all the way from back in the day. So it's like you know who we are, and the locks would touch the earth because it would vibrate onto the man. Exactly. These these are antenna, like how you have antenna exactly. built into your phone and stuff like that. Is it true? Because when people be like, "Oh, I gotta start over. I want to cut off my hair," and you know what I'm saying, like that. Even the ball heads, though. The ball heads come from kings, basically, because kings used to black kings used to ball their heads so they they could set the crown on it because the crown right. is so heavy because mm -hmm. it was a big metal crown. And also the beard too was um, tell it. it. The beard was uh, a symbolism of royalty as well. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Like right. you had a, like like a rugged beard that was I like that, yeah. Now, a lot of, I think yeah. I think yeah. the sultans try to take that from us and stuff like that. Royalty yes. and and intelligence. Well, that's right. And the Bible mm -hmm. says that let the oil run down your hair, similar to how the oil ran down the beard of Aaron and fell onto his apron. So when Aaron was anointed as the priest, the, yes. the oil was placed on his head and it ran down his beard all the way down to his dress. Mm -hmm. Oh, my man said um, the tribe of Levi had locks and not all the tribes did. Yeah, the tribe of Levi yeah, had um, um, priests. And, th and those are the ones that went to Haiti. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I, I eat you. I eat you, we call it. Yeah, I eat you. Wow, you know wow, saying? wow. So basically, I got a little bit of the Levy blood in me, and and and, and, and then the, um, I'm American as well, so the Judah. Yeah, I have to ask you a question. How do you lives. feel about the situation that occurred in regards to um, the young man um, that, uh, oh, said I'm a girl. I'm so sorry. Forgive me, Tony. You're a girl. I'm sorry. Yeah, Tony Thompson. Shout out to Tony, man. My last name is Tony. Yes, yes, yes. I want to ask, how you guys feel about... Um, Cops calling, I mean, no, no, I'm white people calling cops on black people. There was an incident last week. I think they're weaponizing 911. You're referring to the incident where the little boy's book back brushed up against the woman's backside and she claimed that the boy groped her and oh, the boy that, was nine that years was, old. another situation that happened in Flatbush, but yeah, the they, boy they is nine that years situation. Old. But how, how you guys feel about that situation that's going on? Can, right you, can you repeat that again? Um, how you feel about white people calling cops on innocent black people? They're weaponizing 911. Come on, they're, they're killing us. Well, I mean, ever since that, uh, we'll, we'll say the, the 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 privatized slavery term. Ever since that, like, what were police used for? They were they were used to to get people that were trying to get Legal out patches. of enslavement. Listen, or the police are the okay. Well, the police were there to, to 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 snatch those people that were running away. So. I mean, it's nothing different to now. You know what I'm saying? These they're just working for the new corporations and the new uh, plantations. You know. Exactly. The police are the new KKK. It's all corporate. I remember back in the days when I used to work in McDonald's when I was fresh out of college, no, fresh out of high school, and they used to give the preset free burgers all the time, and they would fund the whole picnic. And I'm like, why? They're like, okay, in case there's an emergency here, they come here faster because we're bribing them. And like you said, they work for the corporations, and McDonald's is a corporation, so basically they're basically feeding them. Mm -hmm. If you go in certain neighborhoods, you'll see certain donut shops or bagel shops. 
the police light up there every morning. You know why? Because they're extorting that business for protection. And I'm going to tell you something. That anything that they can benefit from, they're going to keep it around. Anything. Like me, I am young, and I work for a multi-million dollar company. And I'm the, I'm the only, well, it's only, it's two of us, but I'm the only young black female that works in that office. I have a bachelor's degree in social work, but that's not even my field that I work in as far as where I work in the club. I write infomercials, so I do. And I basically do all the billings for all the top companies that I could ever think about. And the only reason why they keep me there, I feel like, one, because I am intelligent. Two, they need me. Because the people that they hide at, the, the little prissy white girls, they <laughs> Nothing. And I do the work and they present it like they did it. This is definitely going for 11 o'clock segment. Well, <coughs> listen. Yeah, just, 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 just to touch on this one thing. You saw Hidden Figures? Hidden Colors? Hidden, hidden Colors or Hidden Figures? Hidden Figures is the one with Taraji P. Oh, I was P with the NASA one. Is hidden oh, yeah, yeah, figures. Yeah, yeah, hidden Colors is Tariq Nasheed, though. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I but that's either. exactly what they did. All the black women were the computers. The real computers. Yeah. Right? Before computers were out there. Yeah, they were able to calculate. They basically never told us about all the computations for NASA. This this space privatized company is being done by black men. Right, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. powerful. Yeah. Like, why are we not being told this? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But and now we're being told that. Now, because they, they, that was what, how many years ago? You know what I'm saying? They're trying to keep us. They're trying to keep us behind. Yeah, 2000. Yeah. But we're always ahead. But it's just they don't want to tell us that because they want to give us a shine now. And uh, you know, it's, it's like for example, right? We have a contract with the Wayne Wade, right? Okay. They have the, the product called um, Dealing Hoops. And now we have it in Walmart. We have it in, um, you know, we have it in all the stores. In all the stores. However, I came up with the with the boxing, how to box it, right? The concept of that, the color, because the color is important. How to attract the people in order to stop in the store to buy these products. These these little things, these details are important. These are things I come up with, ideas like that, PowerPoint interviews that I bust my ass and work on. And I went to work one day, and I sat there. And I presented what I presented. And when they got the contract, they took flight to go present it without me. And this is why I'm currently going back into my major in social work and looking for a job in the hospital. But that just opened me up and to be like, listen, I'm supposed to be a boss. I'm not supposed to make the white man richer. I have education. I have, I'm a person that is very intelligent. Why well, can't be my own woman? So why that's the reason why. My own business. My own, and I said, exactly. Was doing all that stuff. So, so that's yeah. what I always said too. I'll take this and I said, I'm getting paid great, but it doesn't matter about the pay sometimes. It's about your dignity, what you stand for. So that's what I talk about. Some, I, some, I talk about that in my music too sometimes. So, yeah. That's crazy. Shout it's out to Marcy and Lewis. It's very real. Well. Yeah, I'll just say, I'll just say, just uh, take all the knowledge in. Learn as much as you could from that yeah, job. So, trust me, I have. And, you know what's so crazy too? It's like, um, and I work right there in the city, and I usually go to Forty Forty Club. That's my inspiration right there, because I work right across, the street, right over on the corner, and I work in the, the biggest marketing company, the biggest building in New York City for markets. So when they have, you know, sales, we go to KCMB. I'm seeing, I'm seeing everybody come in, like when they do a private shopping, like Queen Latifah come in the building, or they were like shoot the MTV thing and wear, I think tell Supers up there on the rooftop. A lot of things go on in this building, and I'm around all of it. They love me to death though. It's your, this, this is for your future company, though. But this is for this information is definitely for my future because I apply it right now to my music. Exactly. I have a lot, a couple of investors that I'm working with right now. I got, I get invited to a lot of things that's important. Into you know what I mean? We're gonna be doing something going to film festival on Thursday. Um, I got invited to the Monster Headphones um, when they relaunched it when they won the Beats um, lawsuit. I get all the perks, but I get the perks by using my brain. You know, I sit there and I say nothing. Then you don't get nothing. So I'm I'm awake and I know y'all using me, but guess what? Let me do this to use y'all too. Exactly. And I'm getting all the information so I can say F you one day. So yeah. Shout out to Tony Thompson. Tony. Um, Tony Thomas, TV. sorry. She said it's in the books though, but sometimes we wait for others to share our history with us. That's a fact. We you yes. <laughs> that's why we gotta share yes, ourselves. Yeah, really. We gotta we gotta we gotta do more stuff like this and put it out there. You know, we got to get the word out because that's the only way that we're going to promote ourselves and promote our culture. You know, shout out to Marcio Lewis. 
She said she's tired. She about to doze off. So good night to her. That's real. Um, so guys, um, if you could go back to I guess ten years ago, yeah. what do you know now? Would you share with your younger self? <laughs> I would share everything. <laughs> you know, I would share everything because it's like, I mean, like even if you self-reflect now from six months ago, you'd be like, damn, I, I know so much. And that was six months ago. I wish I could know this six months ago. So I just wish that I knew it earlier. And I'm glad that I know it early on now so that I can keep moving forward. So it's like I'm not too late. I'm 29, but it's not too late because I got people that's around like 40. And they're like, yo, if I was 29 and I figured it out, son, and I got the codes, ah, man, you don't even understand. Yeah, you know? So we got a lot of time. And it's just to kind what of just the codes. Well, I went to this event, and um, this is an all-black men's empowerment event. Um, they, this is actually branched off of a, a, a bigger event, which is called WarriorCon. And this is all for, like, not saying all for white men, but this is uh, like a thousand white men that come together, and they exchange the uh, ideas and the code. Informi yeah, information yeah. So Resources. basically, exactly. So it's almost like a big fraternity. And this is the start of the black kind of warrior um, kings. And that's the same thing we're doing, so that... We could all be black kings and queens coming to events and, and spreading knowledge, networking. This is how we this is how we grow. You know what I'm saying? This is how we get our businesses out. This is how we support each other. We always talk about support each other and this is how we do it. You know what black I'm saying? Black market, pay exactly. attention, read into it. Exactly. Black stocks. Anyway, that's very important. I love that. Because I actually I'm, I actually went to something like that where we share information, you know, when it comes to the industry and the music business and stuff like that. Um, However, I haven't met a group of people that I can sit down and talk about stuff like this with, unfortunately. But I'm happy I'm here today to talk about that. But my old self, and I'll tell my old self, I'll definitely tell my old self to save a lot of goddamn money. <laughs> um, I am so young, so I, I, I am doing all the great things now. I got, you know, my credit is great now. So those are things that I had to, you know, at 24, 25, I say, you know what, I gotta, I gotta get this together. And I will tell my old self, once I got out of college, to invest into buying homes, or even if we're in a high school, you know, to buy these homes, buy houses. This is where the money is. I'm so into real estate right now, it's unbelievable. I got my first home three years ago, me and my mom. It's my idea. Congrats. I saved up all my money from financial aid <laughs> when I was in college. I didn't spend it on clothes. Because in high school, I was so materialistic, and I wanted all the fly stuff. And I definitely want to tell my old self, don't buy all those things. It's not worth it. They don't even want you wearing their stuff. Exactly. They don't want you wearing it. I would not go back and spend those thousands of dollars on them goddamn bags and them jeans. And those red monkeys and those Ibisus and those Moschinos and Versace's. And I used to be that girl that everybody said, oh, she mad fly. She got all that fly shit. That was me. Then when people say you remember now, when you reach a certain age, it's like all those clothes just disappear, right? You don't yeah, know where they go. Yeah, but guess what? They're bringing them stuff back out, though, right? And not only that, too, it's like I feel like with me, I just was watching what they portrayed was the best thing or what was hot, you know? And I didn't have my own mind to be like, you know, you know, I want to, you know, even though I thought it was cool, too, but I used to always like dressing like a, like a little hipster, like a little punk rock girl, so... I started kind of swaying onto that. My even some of my friends changed too, you know. When I got into music, it's my whole atmosphere changed because that's what I like to do, you know. But my old self was very naive, very materialistic, very cocky, ignorant. Now, <laughs> so yeah. That's real. Yeah. But I'm not like that no more, though. We would hope not. <laughs> I'm so far from yeah, far we from could, that. We could definitely tell from how you're speaking. I'm mm. so far from that because I. No, I need to no teach people, you know, tell people that if you want to be treated the same way, you got to treat, you know, you got to treat the person the same way too, like treat them with respect. And I definitely tell my old self, you will be the boss ass chick. So don't ever give up. Because right. at one point when I was younger, I did give up. Mm. So yeah. So closing out, um, let's start off with Sanders. Closing thoughts, Sanders? Amazing. That's it. That's amazed. it. He's amazed. Amen. My, my last thought is amazing. Truly amazing. I love this interview. I love this show. Amazing, amazing energy. <laughs> Bullet in the air. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> so that's your closing thought, Lady That's Shots? my closing thought right there. What about you, brother? What's your closing thought? 
my closing thought is when can we do this again and 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 you know we need more of this you know yeah. we need to we need to keep spreading out this. Yeah, this is dope. the greatest part about it is this is ours so we can do all this stuff you hear that word, word. power literally all done and incorporated yeah so you already know I don't want to get a sweater like this. That's what I want to know. All right. Guys well, well um, I don't have the website up right now, but you can go to at 10 to the 6, and that's on Instagram <laughs> or everything. Yeah, you can purchase it. You can hit me up. Um, yes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, reach out, man. I'll give you some discounts. You'll get a couple of products. And, and and just to touch back what she said, you know, I ain't have the money to buy all that stuff when I was younger. My parents, you know, I had like three brothers. So, you know, I ain't have all the, the, the nice things, but I did have Jordan's hair and there. But um, that was one reason to me creating the brand because the brand is supposed to be like, yo, yeah, it's going to get to the level of expensiveness and, and a certain stature, but it's really for those people that, okay, here's a $40 or $30 hoodie and you could rock this for a while and then here's like a $10 shirt, $15 shirt. No, too crazy. We, we trying to uh, uh, go like, like, not compete, but just be in the market of like the H&M and the the new Primark yeah, type true. people, you know? And yeah. a lot of people don't like spending $100 for one shirt. They'd rather spend $100 for like 20 shirts or 10 shirts, two hoodies or something. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's the type of shopper I was. So that's what I'm trying to make my clothes to be not expensive, but affordable. But then at the same token, it's, it's limited edition. So you know what I'm saying? I got to charge what I charge. And not only that, it stands for something very strong. Exactly. And Sanders, you got shirts for sale too, though, right? Definitely, yes. definitely, definitely. Right, right. Funerals don't count. Yes, definitely, definitely, definitely support the brand. Definitely. Where can they get the shirts from, Sanders? Um, you can get it at funeralsdon'tcount.com, or they can go to. I forgot the name of the store in Brooklyn. Um, I'll keep you posted about that. Or they can message you on Instagram. What's your okay. Instagram? Um, Mr. Camo. Facebook. Sander Camo. Okay. Or you can at Ricard. Or a telephone number. Three four seven three nine three five seven two eight. Okay. Thank you. Um, shout out to everybody that's been watching, shout out to everybody that's been supporting the brand, shout out to everybody that's been supporting the whole movement. We thank our guests for coming on. Oh, somebody asked a cool question. She said before you guys, oh, she said you're going to start investing sooner. Okay, before you guys go quick, question, what is the purpose behind y'all doing this? Okay, let me just say my portion, and McCarthy can say his portion. Go ahead. So what we want to basically do is we want to um, do a lot of community service initiatives. Um, to give it back to the community. So um, right now, um, I know one of our focal points is the diaper tour. We want to give out 60,000 boxes and 20,000 baby formula to the five boroughs and nationwide on, on, on my portion. What about you, Ricard? The whole purpose of the real word was to bring the word of God, but apply it to the real life situations that we all go through into real life within itself. Um, the two hands, the two hands of life and the two hands of myself that I went through in life, you know, the street hand that ended up causing me to get incarcerated a few times and then the business hand, which leads to the man that I am today. Um, I put those hands together with the book in the world in itself, you know, not only the Bible, but the books of knowledge, the different books of knowledge and with all the knowledge that I was able to obtain and with the enlightenment that God has bestowed upon me, I was able to give it back to the world around me. Um, when I linked up with Pastor Sandy Kamal, we started the show, The Real Word. It was, it was a show where we would have casual conversation, but then the world started watching, literally. And when the world came in and started to watch, we started to deliver upon everything that we knew, but we also knew that we would have to obtain new knowledge to feed the people. But we did not want to only feed them with words. We want to actually feed them and to help the community. And that's when we started the not-for-profit. Um, so the social media, the telecommunications, the not-for-profit, everything fell into place. It was all part of the creator's master plan for us. And it's gotten us to the point where we are today. Um, shout out to everybody on the YouTube, www.youtube.com, backslash C for channel, backslash the real word TV. Um, shout out to everybody that donated to the GoFundMe, GoFundMe.com backslash the real word. That's GoFundMe.com backslash the real word because the GoFundMe is what helped us to fund a lot of the community service initiatives. But now we're going the not-for-profit route to get corporate sponsorship. And that's to help the people and to, it's, 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 a, it's a chance for us to not only to help the people, but to do something that we love be our own bosses and to hire people within the community and give them opportunities themselves that they will not get other places. And they were talking about out-of-body experiences. 
when I preach, it's an out-of-body experience because I never thought no one would sit back and listen to the words that I say, let alone for my sermons to go viral, not only for my sermons to go viral, but for us to be here every week and thousands of people to watch us. So that in itself is a blessing. So all of this is things that is a divine, is a divine intervention manifesting before your eyes in real time, which has never been to this extent, in my opinion. Because I, I, I personally don't know anybody else that's doing the things that we're doing. So all praises to the Most High for all of this. And we'll continue to do it as long as we have breath within our bones. So we thank you for watching tonight. We thank you for all the people that donated, all the people that came out. And I guess we'll see you guys next week. You want to close out with a prayer, Sanders? All right. Father God, we thank you for what you're doing. Continue to keep us in your presence and your love. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. We'll see you guys right. next week. And we thank you for watching. Shout out to the guests for coming through and everybody else. Thank you. Good night. Appreciate it. Thank you.